Hi there. Have you ever wondered what it looks like if you took something that you absolutely adored and was your passion and turned it into an incredible business? Well, I am so excited today to introduce Estelle Winsett. She is a lawyer by day and a stylist by night. She's a dear friend of mine. And today we're going to be talking about her journey into choosing a fabulous niche. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche. It's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Veronique Valencourt. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to be here today. I have one of my besties on the call, and I have been waiting to do this podcast with her for quite a while. I want to introduce the one, the only Estelle Winsett. She is a lawyer by day and a badass stylist by night. She is actually also um, kind of one of the reasons that I started doing a niche business to begin with. And I just want to say welcome. And I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. It's awesome. So tell me a little bit about what you do, what your niche is. I love hearing what people have to say about their business. So my niche is helping powerhouse women create their unique signature style so that they can stand out from the crowd while looking like a badass, basically. Oh, I love it. (laughs) And, you know, the backstory about this is that Estelle and I have been friends for, gosh, like what, like get going on, like maybe 10 years now, eight years at this point. Yeah. And her superpower is putting together outfits and shopping. And this woman, I have (laughs) never, I'm just going to embarrass her here for a minute. I, first time we met, I'm going to, is okay if I tell this story? Yeah, sure. Okay. First time we met, we flew into Tahoe and we were already fast friends and we were on a, going to a mastermind in Lake Tahoe. So I picked her up at the airport. We rented a car together and we drove to this little town in Tahoe. And Estelle said to me when we got to the little town, because we had some time to kill, I just want to check out a couple of the little shops. And I was like, okay. So I'm following her and we go into these stores and this woman This woman you are listening to literally put together, I am not exaggerating, four full outfits, probably almost head to toe. I think a few of the outfits had shoes. Some didn't. In this little town, there were like five shops maybe in about an hour. At that point, I turned to her and I said, I don't know you that well, but man, I need help because I don't shop the way you do. I think the world needs your help. And so I was like, doesn't everyone do this? And I was like, nope. And so at that point, we had already started being friends, but we got to meet in person. We had a fabulous time during that weekend. And she was really my muse to to sort of like start thinking about what I love to do, which was to be able to sort of look at what people do and go, what's their superpower? How could they monetize it? How could they make money doing it? Because my superpower is kind of identifying other people's superpower. Yes. So I'm just so excited to have you on the call today because I have all these questions and I want to talk to you about your process of what you do in your business, but also like the evolving of your business. Because before you and I met in person, you already had this as an interest. And so up until that point, let's talk about from the time you were a kid moving on, like how you got to the point where this was something you were really passionate about. Yeah. I always loved fashion. I have two older sisters and my mom would 
often take the three of us clothes shopping and mainly she'd be shopping for my two older sisters and inevitably she'd have to fish me out of the dressing room. I could find something (laughs) anywhere we went. And of course, at the time it was usually black, which was very shocking and horrifying to my mother to have a nine-year-old who liked all black. (laughs) I guess you could say that was my goth stage, (laughs) but um, (laughs) yeah, so I just always loved fashion in high school. I had a much preppier style. I was a big bowhead. And the thing about it is it was when bowheads weren't necessarily in style at that point. It was just me. It was my thing. So I've always loved figuring out what makes me tick, how I can express myself through style. So that was kind of a passion at a very early age. And then it got reignited, I would say, probably in my late 30s when I went to my first cabbie show. For those women here who've been to a cabbie show, I was like, wait a minute, you can go and have wine and shop and be with girls too and have girl time. It was fabulous. And they had the cutest clothes. So I went to several cabbie shows. So it's an LA-based designer and they come up with two lines a year and only stylists can sell the clothes. They may have a few outlet stores, but for the most part, the only way to buy the cabbie clothes is to know a stylist, a cabbie stylist. And my cabbie stylist moved. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Uh, You're telling me I can't get cabbie. I was like, well, hell, I'm going to become a cabbie stylist because this is not going to work for me in my life. So at that point, I kind of was like, well, I like the clothes. So I became a cabbie stylist for that. And that's where I really learned a lot of education about different body types and how to fit women so that they could figure out what made them look fabulous. Because I inevitably had the woman who would come to the cabbie show with her arms folded convinced that nothing was going to fit her. And she was just coming because her friend made her come and she was pissed off. And then when I would find something and say, okay, humor me and just try this. And when she would do it and find something that actually made her look good and just see the eyes light up, I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. Because the problem is never you. The problem is finding clothes that don't fit your shape. So as women, what do we do? We blame ourselves. Well, it's my body, or I just have a weird body, or I can't find things that fit me. When in reality, you're just trying on clothes that are made for a different silhouette. That's it. No judgment. And so when you find those pieces that work for you, you realize you can look fabulous too. You just have to be a little educated on what styles will flatter your shape. And so that's when I really got involved in that. I was a cabbie stylist for about six years. Backstory, just so you know how incredible Estelle is. This is while she's also working full-time, raising three boys with her husband, who is, if I'm not mistaken, also an attorney, a DA maybe? Yes, he is. Estelle's other superpower, just for anyone who wants to know, and we may do a podcast on this, is like she gets more done in one day than five people can get done. So she's just doing this cabbie thing on the side while she's doing all the things, taking care of her kids, working as a lawyer being the primary take carer of kids. And she's got three boys. So we also have that in common, like yes, boy moms. Yeah. So I started to realize that over time, I really wanted to branch out to other brands and people were asking for my style advice. And in particular, a lot of my colleagues from law school were asking for advice. And while there were some great cabbie pieces each season that are wonderful for professional women, I just kind of felt guilty if I was recommending brands that were outside of cabbie, like I was cheating on cabbie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then I, you know, I still love cabbie to this day. I have tons of cabbie pieces and I continue to buy it, but there's a world of other brands out there that are super fun. And Cabbie is one brand. And yes, they have some things that are edgier and some things that are more classic. But I started to learn about all the options out there of brands that work for professional clothing. 
and that also had the Ponte fabric. So if you've ever heard me talk about Ponte, it's magic. It's the double woven knit that feels like pajamas, but looks professional. You're the one who actually turned me on to it. Like I, you're oh, like, yeah. you need to get some of these. They feel like pajamas. <laughs> I was like, yes, I only wear yoga pants. I don't do. And she's like, Veronique, really just try this Ponte. And I was like, oh, it's life changing. It's better than yoga pants. So I was like, and you look a little more stylish too. Absolutely. <laughs> and it travels well, doesn't wrinkle. It's just awesome. But there are tons of other brands that also carry Ponte and then just different materials and fabrics and styles. So that kind of got me into this whole little rabbit hole <laughs> of becoming a personal stylist independent of Cabby. I was still doing Cabby, but then when I just kind of felt guilty about cheating on Cabby, I decided, you know, I'm just going to like go off on my own and do the personal style. And I still, if Cabby is a good fit for a client, I'll recommend it, but it's just fun. I work now with women who either they like style, but they're so busy and they just don't have time for it. So they outsource it to me or they have no clue where to begin. It's very overwhelming, but they're sick of looking the same way they've looked for the past 10 years. Their careers have evolved, but their style has not evolved with them. For me, that is super fun. It all starts with whoever I'm working with. We do a deep dive before we ever look at their closet. We have fun on Pinterest. We talk about who their clients are, what their messages they want to send. And we really craft what works for them first. And then that becomes the benchmark for all other clothing decisions, whether what stays in the closet or goes, and then what new comes into the closet. So it has to earn its way into the closet. And you have a whole process for that, that I've witnessed you build and grow and it's genius. I think of it a lot as like my niche course, but for your closet and your wardrobe. And so some of the things Estelle does, and this is, I just think for so long, you and I have been friends. So it's funny to have this interview, but like for so long, I've been like, okay, here's what people need. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you're like, and here's the other thing they need. And I'm, And so it's been really fun for me to watch that process of you going from, because I think when we started being friends, you were still doing the cabbie. And we had several conversations where I was like, Girlfriend, you need to be a stylist. You're like, your superpower is shopping. Like that visit we were talking about, like I still remember, I think I left with like a necklace. It happened to be like something similar than you had bought. You had like four or five full outfits with the jewelry and the shoes. It was so funny because literally you were, I just love this story so much. Like some point, I know you're going to get tired of me telling the story. Like literally my jaw drops and I'm like, she barely tried this stuff on. She's like this and this and this and like, oh, and the other piece was the sale rack. So it's so fun for me to talk with you about this because it really is your superpower. Oh, thank you. You always had that as an interest. Yeah. And it was always something that was there for you that you love to do. And despite, you know, you have a wonderful career as an attorney, you probably wouldn't trade that for the world. But despite that, you were able to find a way to integrate this thing that you love to do anyway and you would do all day, every day. Like, it's always funny every once in a while, like, you know, you'll post something and I'm like, those shoes are perfect. And I just go, whatever Estelle says, just order them. (laughs) Or you do these boards for a while you were doing these boards and you're like, here are the boards. Here's what you need. I'm like, okay, this, 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 you also have this great ability 
to go in, and I think this is an important piece to impart to folks listening to this, you also have this great ability to go in and order stuff online for people and put it together. So part of your skill set that is so incredible is that you really can find stuff. Like if I said to you, I'm going to an event tomorrow and I need, maybe not tomorrow, that may be cutting a little close, but like (laughs) if I said, I have to go to an event in two weeks and I'd like something that'll work for my body shape and it's this kind of event, you would literally be able to find stuff for me, pull it together, put it on a board, send it to me, say, here's the links, here's where to order, knowing my size. And you're really good about the returning piece too. Like you order from places where it comes quickly and then it goes back. And so it's just really fun. When we talk about the process, bringing this back to niche stuff, the process that led you there, how do you think you figured it out? I've kind of shared my interpretation of what that is, but what would you tell people who are trying to figure out what you have already figured out? How did you get there? Like, it sounds like a little bit at a time, but tips, tricks, thoughts. Well, I think one of the things that you touched on earlier is really important for people to think about. And that is when you are really good at something, you tend to think that everyone else is too, and that what you're doing is not unique. But when someone points it out to you, that no, actually, I have no clue how to go into a store and buy four items that are a perfect outfit head to toe and two pieces are on sale. No, that is not normal. (laughs) In 10 minutes, in 10 minutes and the jewelry to go with it. Like I'm in the background and I say this to Estelle, you know, all the time. I just want granimals. Please just wear the adult granimals. That's all I want. That's not my superpower. So I think part of it too, is when you have people around you who can reflect that back to you and say, you are really good at this. Absolutely. And I think that's also an important thing to think about when you're starting a business. Sometimes you feel weird charging for it because it's something that comes so naturally to you. And so I think when you're figuring it all out, you help me open my eyes to like, oh, this is different. And oh, people really want and need this. And you're helping people by doing this. This is something you need to do for a bigger reason, for a greater purpose, because it's a need. And so that was what kind of got me fired up about it. And I had done the cabbie. And so then kind of bit by bit, when I started getting my personal stylist, like certification and going through different courses, I just kind of inched my way out. At first, I was kind of nervous to let go of cabbie because I had done it for so long. And it kind of like, so we talked about I'm an attorney. So my job is actually now in a non-traditional career of um, director of professional development. But when I first switched the role from actually practicing law to a non-practicing law position, it felt strange because I had always identified myself as an attorney. And so similar to the style thing, I'd always identified myself as a cabbie stylist, not just a stylist in my own right. And that was scary. And it was hard, kind of, it was an identity shift. And so I kind of just inched my way out little by little. And I started off doing some beta clients and beta programs, which gave me the confidence that, okay, people are liking this. This is very helpful to them. And over time, I tweaked my process and I still continue to tweak it with clients because when you have an issue come up and you're like, oh, I could do this better. Or if I I could create a guide on this, this would help solve this issue. And so it's a definitely, as I've grown and evolved, it's been a process where I'm constantly tweaking and perfecting and trying to create something that is the best product I can or the best service I can provide. And the part that's fascinating to me about that is, so we talk about, you know, your superpowers or one superpower is what people are really good at. And that's part of the process of choosing a niche. But then there's also this piece 
that's, I think sometimes people, when they are choosing a niche starting out, they forget, which is it's a feedback loop. So there's you, there's what you want to do, what you're good at, but then you're continually going back to your clients and the clients that see you and saying, how can I make this better? What am I missing? What's the pain point? And like I've said to you hundreds of times, like you're not just helping people clean out their closets and help them have like a beautiful wardrobe or like look great for a certain event. You're changing their whole experience and their whole day because so many people wake up in the morning and they walk into their closet and they go, nothing flipping fits. And you, because this is something you're so good at, you're like, no, this is easy. Here's how you do it. Like your body style is this way. Well, this brand is what is really good for that body style. It's a service that's much greater than just clothes. It has to do with, because if you think about it, if you can change, (laughs) again, two mothers of all boys, teenage and below. (laughs) I think that's why I also gravitated towards styles. Like I've got to have a female (laughs) interest outlet. There's too much testosterone (laughs) around me. I can't handle it. But you know, if you can change the experience of women in the morning when they are getting dressed from a really stressful, unpleasant, oh, I don't have anything to wear. Nothing fits. This looks gross. I feel gross about myself, blah, blah, blah. To, oh, I feel put together. I feel good about myself. You know, when you're doing that at 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. and then you go on and you're like getting your kids ready to school, if you have kids or getting out the door or doing whatever you're doing and you're going to work and all these things, like that changes not just the closet anymore. Right. It's about the experience for that person, how they fit into their family, how they're treating their kids, how they're feeling about themselves, how they're showing up in their career, how they're showing up to their colleagues. I mean, there's a whole huge self-confidence piece, which I think it's easy sometimes for people to go, oh, well, that's just not a big deal. No, it really, really is. Feeling good about yourself is so central. That's why we've got this huge weight loss diet industry and people desperately want to feel good about themselves. And so you're offering this service to them where it's not just about the clothes. It's about, listen, you don't want to spend hours of your day looking for outfits. I can help you. I can leverage your time. I can do this for you because it's super easy. And you and I, in a way, we both have these niches where we're doing the same thing for people just in different areas. My area is I'm really, really good at talking to people, getting to know them very quickly and being like, dang, you're really good at that. Boom. Like it never ceases to amaze me because I get what I call my goosebump test. So like, I remember being in Tahoe with you and being like, I got the goosebump. I was like, you're like super shopper wonder woman. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, my superpower is being able to help other people with that, which really, if you think about it, that helps so many people, right? Absolutely. So if you're a coach or you're an entrepreneur and you're stuck, finding the niche is not just about the niche. It's about moving forward in your business and being able to take the next step and the next step and the next step. Working with you, it's like, you know, you can't read the label from inside the bottle when you're in your business and you're just in the trenches, you can't take a step back and see the overall picture is. And that's what working with you is so helpful. You know, you're outside of the bottle, you're looking at the bottle and you can help identify it. I love that saying. (laughs) That was something that you helped me immediately with is seeing that. And you're right. Like for me, it's so much more than the clothes. I look at style as self-care Almost like you would meditate in the morning. If you get an outfit together that you know looks great and you can put it on in five minutes, it's going to transform everything that happens from that point on with the ripple effect. And so that's why I do it is to empower other women. 
And it saves them time. It saves them a lot of time. Oh my gosh, yes. The average woman spends 20 minutes standing in front of her closet trying to figure out what to wear. That's not necessarily even being successful. That's <laughs> just standing there for 20 minutes a day. That's a lot of time that you can outsource. Yeah. If I had a calculator handy, I'd love to do 20 minutes times 365 and go, you know, how much money can you save? How much time can you save? You know, what's your hourly rate? You know, especially when you're working with professional women, like we have an hourly rate. Is it better for me to be scrolling through Nordstrom and trying to find like the right black pair of shoes, it's much easier for me to work with you and have you say, here's the shoes you need. This is what's in season. Marini, those are from like 1984. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to let them go. I've been very excited about the fact that Doc Martens are back in style. Those are not necessarily work shoes, but <laughs> it really is ultimately about saving time. And that's like my bigger vision for all of this. That's so fun to talk with you about, because really I have this firm belief that we all have these superpowers that we just need to be able to uncover. And we could live in a world, this may sound a little Pollyanna, but we could all really be living in a world where like what you're doing is what you love and it's your superpower and you enjoy it. And like, how much more fun would that be than everybody? If you're going to be an accountant, say, for example, I really believe you should love numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do not. I would no, not do no, that me very well. Hate them. Hate, <laughs> hate the numbers. Hate the numbers. In fact, I was interviewing, you want to talk about a really great niche. I was interviewing somebody I'm going to start working with. Her specialty is helping families and businesses streamline their technology. So she does... I need to switch over. I'm still on Yahoo for all of my email accounts and I need to get, and my calendar is iCal and it, my systems are not working right now. You got to go to Google. Well, that's, yeah, but I don't want to deal with all the details of switching everything over. So I had a, like an intro interview with her to see what she does. And literally I can pay her to take all the things, all of the emails, everything, my contacts, everything, put them in order and put them on Google. And I was like, just give me four root canals. I'd rather have that instead. And she's like, no, no, it's my favorite thing to do. I love doing this. And so that's the vision I have is like, why can't we live in a world where more people aren't pursuing what they love to do? Because then you just have a bunch of much happier people. And especially in the day and age of pandemic and crazy, I'm not even going to go there, crazy division within politics across the world, vaccines or no vaccines, all this infighting, like this would be really nice to have more people aligned with themselves doing what they love to do as opposed to waking up in the morning. And you play a huge part in that Estelle with your business because you help people wake up in the morning and rather than spend 20 minutes beating themselves up because they don't like what their clothes look like or they don't like what their closet looks like, you are part of that process. And even just things like so many people, probably when you're working with them, like the clothes in their closet don't fit, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, they have to go. They can't be taunting you in the morning. So if you've got a closet full of size sixes and you're a size 12, that's just... Those are what I call dream stealers and they need to get out of your immediate closet now. Yeah. So Estelle's really, this is her passion. She's really good at it. She is fabulous. Anyway, as we wrap up any advice, I kind of have asked this already, but I'll, any last minute advice 
for people who are starting out in a kind of coaching consulting way in terms of picking a niche that we haven't already discussed? Anything that you would add? Anything like any final words? I think we kind of touched on this, but didn't go into great detail. And that is, I would ask people who know you really well for words they would use to describe you, or you could even ask them if they think you have some kind of superpower that you don't know. Because I think if you get really close friends giving you that feedback, you have a lot more self-awareness because again, it's kind of like from being inside the jar, you can't see the label. Or actually, it's being inside the bottle, you can't see the label. Being inside the bottle, you can't see the label. That's really good. And that's actually, you know what, ironically, that's one of the modules in my Dial Your Niche in Five Hours course. That's one of the modules. It doesn't surprise me. Because you do that, you're great at that, you know? And so you can just hone in very quickly. And so just like your superpowers that when you hire an expert, you get the gift of time and speed because someone else can just zone right into it instead of you floundering and spending all this time trying to figure it out. And so I would say, ask people, how do I help people very quickly? And that'll help you understand your superpowers and your strengths. You hire a plumber to do your plumbing. Yes. You hire a brain surgeon to do your brain surgery. Yes. And you don't complain that you spend a bunch of money for a brain surgeon, but it only takes 10 minutes. No, really, I'd like you to take two hours in there, please, so I can justify the cost. Or getting back to what we are talking about before, a root canal. Yes. You go and see a root canal specialist, whatever, there is a term for that. I think it's periodontist. And you're not upset that it goes really quickly. You're really glad that it saves you pain. (laughs) And that's exactly the same thing for your business model and what you do. And it's the same for my business model and what I do. Like you're paying for the result of what you're going to get. You're not paying for the hourly rate. Like, I'm sorry, I will give you a root canal, but it's going to take eight hours because that's my (laughs) hourly fee. Right. No, you're like, get this crap done now and I will happily pay. And so I adore you. I want to bring you back on the call for another time because the other thing that we talked about a little bit is Estelle's other superpower is she really is like, for lack of a better word, like a time weaver, like literally this woman can get more done. And one of the projects I'm working on is looking at automation and streamlining, not only in life, but in family and in business. And so we are going to do this again. Sweet. Maybe next time even we'll get to do it in person. Estelle's in Memphis. I'm in Houston, Texas. We keep trying to figure out places and trips and things to do once COVID opens up. Yes. Or whatever the world opens up. Maybe the beach. The beach. The beach or Paris, right? Remember? we've Oh, Paris. Oh, that's right. Paris is definitely on the list. <laughs> anyway. So... Thank you for today. And I really appreciate it. And this was so much fun. Oh my gosh, this was a blast. For folks who are interested in finding out more about what Estelle does, you can go check her out. You know what, Estelle, I'm just going to have you tell them where to go check you out and what they can do. So where I spend the most time is in my free Facebook group. And I can give you the link because it's super easy. It's just bit.ly forward slash powerhouse style. That's just where my uh, Facebook group is and it's full of powerhouse women. They're amazing. It's awesome. So you can go there. I have all of my links though. If you go to my Instagram, it's just Estelle Winsett. You can click on my link tree and it's got links to a free professional women's checklist, my Facebook group, my blog. If you wanted to hop on a call with me, all that information is on my link tree. The handle is at Estelle Winsett for Instagram. Okay, and spell Estelle Winsett so they can find you. Estelle is E-S-T-E-L-L-E, and then Winsett, I'm just going to spell it, W-I-N-S-E-T-T. 
She is an incredible human. She is an incredible stylist. She is an incredible friend. I am lucky to count her as one of my people. I want to tell y'all, thank you for listening. If you are interested in finding out more about Estelle, you've got those pieces of information. And as far as I'm concerned for me, probably best place to find me is on Instagram at my lowercase perfect lowercase niche. But as you guys know, I'm always selling my course, Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. I have a free Facebook group, all those good things you can find in the links below. So thank you, Estelle. I can hardly wait to see you soon. And I appreciate everything. You have a great day, everybody. See you soon. Bye.